Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, Creator Shares Divine Wisdom on Love. Well, wait, wait a minute. You might be thinking, you know, come on. Creators, you know, love. What, what could possibly be said about love that we haven't heard already? But it turns out, I think, quite a bit, Carl. <laughs> well, Creator always has a deeper and wider perspective than we can. Having um, essentially created us with the ability to feel and respond to love and generate it ourselves, or rather repurpose it. It actually all comes from the divine, which is a kind of surprising thing in and of itself. Yes. Science doesn't really know how the universe works yet. They're scratching the surface, but uh, there's a lot more to learn always about all these things. And it's an important part of life. More intimately and mechanistically than we appreciate. You know, it, it's been observed uh, that uh, sometimes the questions of the show get a little long in the tooth. So this week we're celebrating love and brevity by challenging Creator with some very, very short quotes. But boy, Creator sure delivers, Carl. <laughs> well, it's interesting. You know, I couldn't write a thesis on love like Creator can do. And you sent me these 10 very short quotes, and I get 12 pages of text <laughs> from the creator. So uh, there you go. I tried to help you out, I mean, Carl. I, it just goes for not. <laughs> I couldn't do this by myself. No, Trust no. me. I, I, I I'm not Dr. Love. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, let's get on with it. <laughs> you ask creator, William Shakespeare said, love all, trust a few, do wrong to none. What is Creator's perspective? All right, this is what I channeled from Creator and Answer. This is a brilliant slice of life from the perspective of divine alignment. And what the divine realm sees are important principles to guide the living in ways that will help keep people from many, many errors that lead to karmic consequences for which they will have to repay or rebalance something for energy of a negative sort they may have launched. That is the whole point of moral precepts and guides for living, to help people stay on that straight and narrow path that brings rewards, fulfillment, achievement that is done with honor and will garner respect of others and make a contribution to the welfare, not only of the self, but others as well. Being in divine alignment is first and foremost about love hewing to the principles of love in all one does, to make love the highest of priorities, because in and of itself, it is an excellent guide to morality, ethics, and divine alignment across the board. If one is being loving to the self and others, that goes a long, long way towards helping a person be successful from a divine perspective. So the admonition to love all is very much in keeping with the suggestions and our basic 10 divine principles for living. To, first of all, raise up the self with no harm to others. 
And then, second of all, raise up others with no harm to the self. That can best be done through the lens of love, to be good to all, to be kind to all, to be helpful to all, to be fair to all, and to be respectful, if not adoring, of all, because each individual is a child of the divine and is deserving of consideration. Even though they might be out of alignment in some respects, or even in a major respect, we know one day they will be back in divine alignment once again. It is the responsibility of all in the human family to help one another, even with such onerous duty as saving the condemned for, for their transgressions. The recognition not all are perfect is evident in the second clause in the saying, trust a few. That is divine wisdom in a nutshell about the difficulties of physical existence, that one will be rubbing elbows with many who are corrupt, and many times divine wisdom is needed to help discern who is in divine alignment and who may not be, and therefore poses a risk to be around or to be under their influence or control to some degree or another. Where one puts one's trust in choosing a life partner or even choosing friends, and as well choosing a place of employment, who they will work for, who they will work with, all will be significant influences on their soul journey in many, many respects. To have discernment about who is trustworthy and who might be less so is an important survival skill, and it will follow automatically from knowing what is in divine alignment and what is not, because that is the yardstick for both. Trust what you can verify to be in divine alignment and be dubious and hesitant and reserve judgment when such evidence is lacking, because it might well be pointing to a flaw that cannot be readily fixed or avoided in being around such an individual. And lastly, doing wrong to none is certainly in keeping with the highest of ideals. It is very hard to be perfect. In fact, the most demanding standard there could possibly be for someone in the physical plane. It is hard even for light beings to flirt with perfection and impossible to attain on a consistent basis with no margin for error allowed in the assessment. But it is a long way from perfect to being fair and maintaining an aura of acceptance, tolerance, basic respect and cooperation, which are simply honoring the rights and privileges of others and not getting in their way or confronting them with criticism and complaints and making demands for them to alter their behavior and so on. All such things are stressful and may be deeply hurtful as well and leave lasting scars. Many times people make mistakes, but left alone over time will right their ship and come to see they were out of line for a while in some respect. And while they might regret it, it is easier to work through the consequences if they have not been piled on by many others, heaping criticism on them, or perhaps worse, punishing them in some way that turns out to be overkill because it results in lasting harm for something that could be corrected with a more gentle, indirect approach to help a person see the error of their ways and give them a chance to do better. 
So this one quote encompasses quite a trajectory of life issues and circumstances and covers much territory with divine wisdom and truth. Well, you know, playing on what I said earlier about what, what could creators say about love that has been said already? Well, it turns out quite a bit. I think the, the second part of this where trust a few, I mean, the what creator says about that is deeply profound and really needed, I think, for perspective. A lot of people, uh, I don't think, really understand that it's divine to be dubious and cautious when there's danger afoot. Well, it's a sad reality in today's world. And this is a quote from Creator. At this point in your history, no human can be trusted. Yeah. And, and that is very sad indeed. And it's because of corruption. Yeah. We have so many faulty ideas and beliefs from our culture and the manipulations directly of us. And that's a long story. But, but in any event, we've got an uphill climb still for a time. And we, we've got a lot of healing to do. Yeah. And love, I mean, is the, love is the message and the tool and the wherewithal. Absolutely. And I, you know, trust is one of those things that is hard to earn and easily lost. And that's just as true for me and you, Carl. I mean, you know, trust is something that we work on with each other all the time. So it's, it's nothing, nothing foreign. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's a good, you know, maybe not as lofty as perfection, but working to be trustable yes. as a decent person to others is a good goal. It's a good litmus test, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. U.S. creator Don Bias said, you call it madness, but I call it love. What is creator's perspective? Right, and creator says, this was made a bit tongue-in-cheek, but it, too, contains much truth, that love is captivating. Love is a force to reckon with that can overturn logic cause someone to throw caution to the winds and even engage in daring and reckless conduct in service to the pursuit of a love object against all reason and convention. There are many examples through history where men in particular have been daring and risked even death to reach and pursue someone they fancy and wish to have as a life partner. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to uh, Get Wisdom. We apologize for the uh, technical problems that we've had. Um, Carl is remote, so that's part of the issue. But uh, we'll get them resolved and we'll continue on with the show. People who taste of love will never again be satisfied with anything as a substitute. They will always want the real thing, will seek it out avidly. The saddest thing about this quote, and because there's been a little bit of a delay, the quote is, you call it madness, but I call it love. The saddest thing about this quote is the fact that there are people who do see it as madness and not as unbridled joy and a kind of jubilant exercise of freedom to follow one's heart, if not their head. Love is so very important because it's the dominant force of the universe and is the single most important characteristic that sets Creator apart from all other creatures in existence. That Creator has the greatest love, the most eternal, the most complete, and the most unconditional love there is. Evil is an illustration of what happens when love is absent, and then selfishness and a lust for power are pursued as a very poor substitute for acquiring some kind of reward for the self. For there is truly nothing like love to be to be the healing salve for any ailment. There is no state of emotion or unhappiness in any form that cannot be restored to a healthy, balanced degree of function by the addition of love in the right way at the right time. Those who are evildoers, the criminals among you, the sociopaths and narcissists and others who are problems for society, as well as themselves, have in common a restricted connection to the higher self and beyond. That is the conduit for the flow of love from the divine. If you are cut off from above, love will wither within you, and it is the most tragic of handicaps because an absence of love leads to depravity, and that harms the perpetrator more than the victim. But all will lose in a world that is loveless. Are you back, Carl? I'm I'm here. Okay. I, I can hear you. <laughs> do, you, do, you do you do you have access to your, to the script, or are you? Uh... No. Still on that. Okay. Still working on that. All right. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll continue on. You asked creator, Carl. Iris Murdoch said, we can only learn to love by loving. What is creator's perspective? And this is what Carl channeled from creator. Here again is wisdom on the wing. This is a recognition that one must be taught how to love by being shown love, by experiencing it personally, and that awakens within the being many deeper awarenesses and yearnings that will only develop fully within a person when they have been primed in their tender youth by being loved and nurtured all along the way, ideally. It has been shown time and time again that when love is denied to infants and children, it changes them. They may well harden and be withdrawn and have their own love line to the higher realms closed down so they stay isolated as a consequence of being subjected to a loveless existence. Their, plan, their pain and suffering will be such that they cannot find within themselves any way to connect to love feelings. It is simply foreign to their experience and suppressed within, though not being used, not being, through not being used, not being awakened, or being met solely with pain and disappointment. For so long it has becomes associated with something dark, and even though it is a false conclusion, 
it's perfectly understandable that if one life's experience and all they know is dark, that love becomes a kind of punishment in the end because be unrequited and a cause of suffering. This has a parallel in the physical as well during times of famine where people go hungry and eventually, having been starved for a long enough time, people will simply shut down and they will give up and become passive and wait for their death to come because the experience of starvation is soul deadening in a physical sense. You were created to seek joy and bliss and is a very strong impulse within. The body has its physical dimension seeking this and satisfies this through physical pleasures, having a satisfying meal, quenching thirst as well as sexual intimacy. Almost everything else in the way of positive experiences that provide a kind of reward and enjoyment, whether being the recipient of good things that happen or even enjoying vicariously the good fortune of someone else one cares about and feeling the pleasure in seeing them succeed and have joy come in their way, in whatever form love shows itself, it will be recognized and prized prized as a valuable commodity. People are sensitive to all the nuances of love, from having learned the signs that love is coming, love is on the way, love is sprouting, it is blossoming, and it is seeking you out. This will bring a smile or have the heart leap with feelings of joy that something good is happening. Love teaches you to be divine because love is the currency of the divine, the energy for everything that happens because all has a loving impulse behind it and a loving purpose and a loving destiny that is intended to come about. The purpose of life is to teach you to go about this. So you can say that the purpose of life is learning about love in all of its aspects, both receiving and giving. Well, that's, that's powerful stuff, Carl. Well, it gets to the heart of the issue. It, love is the driving force. And it is the, really the energy of the universe because it's creator's energy in essence. So everything in the makeup and the fabric of life, the fabric of existence in one way or another is a variation of love, energy. So that's a pretty powerful concept right there. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to continue forward. We're going to make up uh, the rest of the show without any more breaks. So we'll plow ahead. Are you able to, to, to read now, Carl? You got your script back? Or no, no, I okay. do not. I can't get my software to come up. I'm uh, working on it. <laughs> we Very will. frustrating. Oh, I can understand. We'll, con- we'll continue on. U.S. creator Leo Bascalia said, a life lived in love will never be dull. What is Creator's perspective? And uh, this is what Carl has channeled from Creator. The most important way this is experienced as a profound truth is the central role of love as a measure of attainment, because no matter what attribute that is positive that can be used as a description for one's standing, one's achievements, one's stations in life, love will have everything to do with it. How it came to be, how it is maintained, and how it grows over time. It is those who learn to love and use love as a force for good who will be the most effective, the most successful, and the happiest among you. Giving and receiving love is never dull because they are doing while in divine alignment because they are impossible to do when one is not in alignment with the divine and flow of love energy. After all, one is using creator's love when one is feeling it, whether giving or receiving. One is tuning into it. 
recognizing it for what it is, and employing it intentionally to bring about a change of some kind. In order to do so, one must be engaged. One must care and have some kind of investment in the enterprise because these are always self-chosen acts. They might be done in a professional setting, a job setting, or carrying out an even unpleasant duty of some kind. But at least somewhere in the background, there will be a loving impulse to honor the activity and what it represents in a deeper sense. If not an immediate source of delight. If, if not an immediate source of delight. Even a soldier called to duty may well have a strong love of country. Or at least feel they are honoring and helping their loved ones through their service even as their military duties will likely be onerous and repetitive and often dull. But that is countered to some extent because there is a deeper loving concern for something somewhere that helps to make it all worthwhile. Even when love is difficult, as in a stormy relationship, it is that very importance of love itself that makes the relationship represent a high-stakes endeavor. So when there is tension, disagreement, and discord, it becomes serious in a hurry because one truly needs love to be restored, and any threat to that is quite painful and quite alarming and certainly never dull. This is why love is universal and a good measure of almost anything. Even at polar opposites, there is a strict correlation to love and its expression and availability. When one is happy, when one is joyous and blissful, and love quotient is high, Love is abundant and will be visibly apparent in what is taking place. Whereas the extremes of despair, loneliness, and humiliation will be devoted to love, and love will not only feel distant, but almost impossible to envision under circumstances that, but that represents truly a love deficit that needs correcting. That too might not be dull. It might, in fact, be where they are ready to give up and surrender. That is often a turning point for the better, and that act of letting go, in fact, is what can allow the divine to start sending love in and raise hopes ever so little to get things started. And none of this is dull either. The reawakening of love, or finding love at long last when kept out of reach by life circumstances, is the greatest awakenings and certainly the antidote to a dull routine. Well, that, that really uh, says it all, that love is really what we're all after, and we give our all to go after it, Carl. Well, I think most people have had that experience, if only in their youth, of having that just overwhelming yearning. It starts young in most people, that, that they really, they're looking for it. They, they don't really know yet what it is, but they're, they're looking, they're wanting to find it. And it, it, it can be an overwhelming attraction and a compulsion in a sense. And it, it, it kind of misdirects some. Uh, but it, it, is, it is compelling and it is a force to reckon with because of its power and importance as a central feature in all that you absorb and all that you learn what you're doing with your energy and time and, and certainly relationships. Well, I certainly but getting know. the most out of life is, is getting the most love out of life. And that's, that's a pretty, pretty mean feat to, to bring about. Yeah. Some people never find it. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And I know it's true for me that uh, my greatest incentives were always a hope for greater experiencing love and, and joy, you know, and, uh, 
I assume that to be true for the for most other people that uh, don't fall into that category of depraved where their connection to love is completely cut off and all they can feel joy about is power and control over others. Yes, you, it's, a, it's such a pitfall. It, and it's, it's dragging down the world right now. If you hadn't noticed, <laughs> there's, yes. there's, a, there's a kind of a love deficit. Yes, <laughs> I think so. Uh, still down and out, Carl, or continue on? Or? I'm still down and out. Oh, boy. I don't think this is, you know, unless I stop my machine and completely restart and, you know, why don't you just go ahead, yep, we'll just, spare we'll these just, kind folk the we'll, agony of another silence. We'll do that. U.S. creator Victor Hugo said, life is the flower for which love is the honey. What is creator's perspective? And this is the answer that Carl channeled from creator. This is a nice bit of metaphorical symbolism for the life process, the life journey, and the fact that hard work can bring great rewards and satisfactions not immediately evident at the outset. This parallels the analogy of the honeybee, dutifully flitting from flower to flower, collecting pollen to return with to the hive, where honey eventually is produced and becomes a reward, not only for the bee, but for many other creatures, humans included, as one of the most delightful and enjoyable treats of nature. If you think about many differing lifestyles, almost all have many things in common. All are born helpless as infants, with no immediate life experience or even cap capability, and must learn to use the body which takes years to become mobile and not helplessly dependent on an, on an adult for care and feeding. Love is followed by an endless series of demanding challenges for learning and language, learning one's place in things learning about dealing with others around you in all kinds of circumstances, and then in a growing variety of settings for learning, sharing group experiences, and eventually a career of some kind or raising one's own family or both. It is clear the case, it is clear, it, it is truly the case that work is its own reward, for it truly brings honey forth of a special kind. It brings many types of love to the fore, which are shared by all involved interacting with one another. In the course of a lifetime lived with others, there'll be many interactions and opportunities for sharing something positive, something encouraging, something helpful, all of which are an exchange of love. And here again, love is a good measure of a life well lived. If people reach the end of their life and at that point love themselves, that is quite an achievement in today's world, assuming it is not the false and shallow substitute for love provided by the ego which is all a loveless person will be able to appreciate and enjoy. Someone who reaches their final times, surrounded by loved ones, a loving family who respects and cherishes them as a person, has attained a state of advanced development that we see as being quite lofty. This has nothing to do with book learning or material possessions or professional accomplishments and reputation. All of those seeming attributes can as well be a product of love applied along the way to create opportunities and make the best of circumstances. You see this in people who will tell you they are doing something charitable or volunteering in some way to give something back, knowing they have benefited from the contributions of many others to get where they are and are grateful and want to share some of their body with others. And may be true as well for some who are entirely self-made, but still know they are blessed compared to others who have less. And they are willing to share some of their honey they have earned because all have lived, all have lived has brought, all they have lived has brought them enough 
to be more than sufficient for their needs. So I think this is a, a rather beautiful channeling, actually, and uh, really, really tells the story of the honeybee and and how you know their contribution individually and collectively uh, is a good analogy to love that it 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 grows, it spreads, right? A little bit of work turns into a lot of love. Well, I'm working hard, but I, I'm not coming up with much honey here at the moment. <laughs> but I, I relate to the uh, the metaphor of the worker bee, the sun, the unsung, you know, stalwarts who keep things going. We all have that duty in life many, many times, and some of us have it a lot of the time, if not most of the time. The drudgery, maybe working two jobs or even three trying to raise a family and keep things together. It, it can be a super challenge. And to carve out a little time for love isn't always easy. And it isn't necessarily the first thing people think of either. You know, when you're needy, it's hard to be giving. And this, 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 is, uh, this is a shame because if you can find a way to that love wavelength, and give a little bit of yourself to someone, it can open up a flow of energy to you and, and help you get back in balance. And that's what this whole channeling is about, is balance. Yes, yes, I think, I think so. That, um, and the creator even says, I think, in a future channeling coming up, that uh, you know, you, the, the love source is inexhaustible, so you just simply have to be a channel for it. You have to learn to give it, and you'll have more to give. It's right. uh, pretty amazing that way. U.S. creator Richard Bach said, true love stories never have endings. What is creator's perspective? Here's creator's answer. This we see as a deep awareness of the fact love has longevity. Love is so important that people are deeply moved, deeply affected by the experiencing and sharing of love, and in doing so, will be creating a love connection, a love bond that may well become unbreakable and, and will persist far into the future and, indeed, can be endless if it is never dissolved as a connection between individuals. So this saying, true love stories never have endings, implies there will be a continuing relationship, not a fleeting one, not a temporary circumstance, no matter how thrilling or enjoyable. These love stories that truly matter the most will be about long-standing relationship in which the love never ends, even with the death of one of the parties, because they will live on in the memory of others and be loved just the same even though no longer alive. This has deep inner meaning and significance because people do have an inner knowing that their love is not fruitless or misplaced or wasted in a continued feelings about a departed loved one. And this is based on an inner truth and in knowing that somehow, somewhere, their loved one lives on. So it is not love in vain, but love in honor of something deep and profound in meaning and substance that has a purpose behind it. It is more than a habit. It is a continued desire that is active in wanting to honor another and not lose that strong love, not lose what strong love represents as a purpose for existence and the meaning of life. For love is worth anything, for love is worth anything, even worth dying for. That is the kind of love that cannot die. That level of passion and commitment is its own reward because it is the most fulfilling and thrilling of experiences to have deep love for another that is returned in kind and that truly allows the love bonds to form 
and become unbreakable. So I think this was another extremely profound uh, channeling. Um, the message here clearly is that I think love that is carried out and pursued honestly without any desire to manipulate um, almost can't help but be permanent, can't, can be, not, cannot help but be eternal, you know, especially if both parties are are participating equally in terms of building it up and in, in, in rever- in holding it in reverence. And even if one part of the star party, if one side of the duo kind of falters, you know, and loses their way, um, if one side stays true, chances are they're going to be able to eventually bring that person back around because as long as we're around, the memory of prior love is always going to be there and can act as a catalyst to get love restarted, rebooted, so to speak, in the future. So in that sense, while there might be ebbs and tides in a a relationship that can span multiple lifetimes and even multiple universes, I think in the end, love is indeed internal and the love story goes on and on and on. Carl asked creator, Paul McCartney said, all you need is love. What is creator's perspective? And this is what uh, Carl channeled from creator in terms of answer. We like this sentiment and we can tell you that Paul McCartney was divinely inspired to write this song because it is an important truth that love, being the purpose of existence, essentially encompasses everything and touches on everything in some way or another. This will not be immediately apparent because most people think of love in a very literal but shallow sense as the simple act of feeling positively towards someone. Or it is a romantic notion, and the latter in particular was a common interpretation by the so-called free love movement, wanting unrestricted opportunities for physical intimacy with no strings attached. We are not against pleasure but simply caution that the pursuit of pleasure as a short-term goal will not get you very far. One needs higher purpose than personal gratification and rewards. Those who can delay achieving some kind of payoff for giving of themselves or sacrificing something to advance their own welfare, perhaps through a long, arduous course of professional training to have an advanced career of some kind, or who are giving of themselves in order to help the downtrodden in some way, Knowing that it may not receive a material reward and might end up being a thankless task because it is, it is one working with people who are in a wretched state, they may be unable to say thank you or show any acknowledgement or gratitude towards those helping them. But we would say that the giving of love is superior to receiving it. It is a healthy way to be many times because it drives things forward more vigorously. Certainly for physical beings, life is so demanding the times when you will be rewarded and receive love for what you do will be more occasional than constant. So if you hold your own in reserve to only be offered what one gives you in some way, you will be shirking your duty as a divine citizen. There are always many, many opportunities to be loving to those around you when it will do nothing for you personally other than to be a giver of love. What we would point out is that giving love is its own reward because you will be raised up in the doing. You cannot give love to others without feeling it. And that very act will put you on creator's wavelength and be a blessing for you by keeping you in a much better state of being and in divine alignment that will serve you in many ways indirectly. 
So our perspective of this lyric catchphrase, all you need is love, in its deepest and most profound meaning is, whether you are getting love or not, you can still give it, because that is a choice that is yours alone. So when you are all about love, so whether you are all about love or not, is up to you. The love will always be available to you from creator. If you reach for more, it will be granted. You cannot run out of love. It is inexhaustible in supply. So you need not be worshipped by others in a loving way to be happy. You can truly make yourself happy by giving love to all around you and to yourself. And in that way, love is the recipe for happiness. Because even through a single ingredient, seemingly... It has so many flavors that satisfy. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I was always a Beatle fan. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I, I remember reacting to this at, back in the 60s, I guess, late 60s or early 70s. I forget exactly, but it seemed a little vacuous to me. You know, and I was a bit of a cynical kid. I was, you know, kind of intellectually precocious and, and I wasn't Mr. Sentiment and perhaps that's just another soul characteristic I have to live with, but, <laughs> but I, you know, I have a heart and all that, Right. but I, I never thought about something like this coming from the Beatles as more than just a kind of puppy love, happy talk, kind of feel good, but very shallow, very superficial treatment of something. And I never dreamed that these musical groups are divinely inspired. Yes, yeah. And they they have a message for the world. Yeah. A, and uh, and when you think about love is all there is, <laughs> what they're saying is isn't such a big stretch. No. That no. all you need is love. I mean, yeah. it, it, there is a real profound truth there. Yeah, and I think the, the certainly the the importance of that lyric and people hearing it is, it, it can help to remind them. It can help to encourage them. Yeah, if I can only find love, then I'll have something, and and that's worth doing. So I, I don't see it as trivial at all anymore. I see it as a bridge to yeah. help the downtrodden, the lonely, the the helpless, the. The, the suffering souls. And it, it's a wondrous thing that creator reaches out in this way. Cause that's where it's coming from. It's coming from the almighty, you know, these, out of all the lyrics, out of all the, uh, the short quotes that we built this show off of the one that I was most curious about how creator would handle is this one, because to some extent I kind of shared your perception of it. You know, it's, it's like, Oh, it's nice, but how realistic is it? Right. Um, but, Wow, holy cow. <laughs> um, and, and really the message here is, you know, depending on how you define love, if, if, you, if you look at love as only something that you receive, then it might be in short supply, you know. Yeah. But if you know, Well, and here's a, here's a secret about living. If you can turn your heart to love and have a loving thought, just loving kindness, not necessarily romantic love or passionate love, but an act of loving kindness that puts you on God's wavelength and yes. God will show up. God will 
perk up and, and pat you on the back maybe, and maybe give you some extra energy to work with and certainly give you a little encouragement. Ah, keep going. I like it. Yeah, I like what I'm hearing from you. And, and that can change your life because it starts you on a new direction. Maybe. Absolutely. It's well, up to you, know, you always. While there might be a shortage of love you're receiving, you know, you, you open up the door and you don't see a line of people down the street showing up to give you love. Where there's endless love is in your capacity to give it, is what the message yeah. is here. And it's yeah. inexhaustible. And if you just learn to get into that groove in that mode, it builds. And then it, it makes it easier to receive because by giving, you receive back tenfold. We've been told that as well. So powerful, powerful All right. Stuff. Well, let's get this last one in here. Let's do that. We, uh, turn to vapor. <laughs> U.S. creator Nikki Giovanni said... We love because it's the only true adventure. Can creators share how empowered prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol are desperately needed now to keep the adventure going? And this is the answer that you channeled from Creator. Right, Creator's words. We like this saying very much because it is fully embracing what we've expressed to you about the central importance of love in everything, being both the purpose of existence the energy of creation to begin with, and the fuel for everything that happens. And because love is the currency and everything is an expression of love or its absence, much in what takes place is the pursuit of love. It is no accident that the highest expression of love provides the greatest of bliss, jubilation, and pleasure in every possible sense. Because it is so rewarding, it has the greatest value of anything else one can pursue and obtain in the way of an experiencing. Love is the greatest treasure, the greatest attainment, the greatest commodity and resource. So it is no accident that the pursuit of love takes many forms, especially when love has an opposite force in the form of evil. It is out and about and very much acting in your world in opposition to love and threatening its very existence. This is why so many suffer, why poverty exists, why many go hungry, why there is so much illness, and many who are in emotional disarray and have dysfunctional lives, being homeless, drawn to hopeless lives of addiction and early death. The many expressions of violence, criminality, or authoritarian subjugation, harsh and unfair treatment of people perceived as holding lesser status, the excessive competition for material gain at the expense of others that leads to harm of everyone involved, if only through karmic mistakes that will demand retribution of them in the future. All of the ways in which people become corrupted and troubled and suffer as a result are aided and abetted by interlopers seeking to harm humanity on every level. You need divine help to turn things around, to right the wrongs of history and safeguard your future by ensuring that love does not die out, but grows and flourishes. Empowered prayer teaches how to seek what is in divine alignment as the greatest of rewards, the greatest of attainments, and the most effective strategies for having a successful and happy life, because it will help you achieve divine support, guidance, inspiration, healing, and protection to make your life safer and more rewarding. By bringing you more into divine alignment, prayer will reward you with greater love from creator to work with, 
and to experience in many ways from the good fortune that comes your way. At this point, having lived so many lives of trauma and disappointment, people are burdened by a heavy karmic accumulation of unresolved trauma and wounding of many kinds. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is the most effective way to contend with this backlog of healing needs. Here again, divine intervention is required. You do not have enough healing capability as a physical human to do this for yourself alone. You must partner with the divine because there are many things needed you do not understand yet or have the wherewithal in your makeup to contend with and work through the many complex maneuvers required to set things right. When you must work not only on the here and now, but many parallel lifetimes being experienced across time domains, including both the past and the future, you need the divine realm to help you extend your reach as your healing team to address all the many sources of influence that have worked to drag you down and impair you in ways that keep you from exhibiting your highest possible expression as a person. The use of the Lightworker Healing Protocol can truly save and heal humanity by healing the interlopers as a priority because time is of the essence and they need to be raised up enough to withdraw from the current plans they're working towards to annihilate all of humanity once and for all. And that must be averted for humanity to keep going and for you to continue to complete your healing and an eventual ascension to a higher dimension of existence that is your destiny. But this will only happen when you have solved the problem of evil. So it no longer has the upper hand controlling your fate. Almost anyone can use the Lightworker Healing Protocol. It is a simple series of requests you can make in your own thoughts and it will be shielded from the darkness and is safe to carry out. Your intentions for that protocol work to be enacted and spread throughout the galaxy, in fact, will do far more good than you know and can help turn the tide here. To keep the love coming by raising up the dark spirits and the extraterrestrials who are threatening you, you will save them and you will save yourselves. And accomplishing that will be the greatest of achievements ever in history and will live for all of time as the greatest achievement of humanity. This will not happen unless enough of you join forces and give some love from yourselves in making the effort needed to bring about this success. So I guess that about sums it up. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a love job to take care of here. Who knew? Who knew, right? There's a yeah. reason love is talked about and such a prominent feature in human existence, human life. It's the reason we're here, and it's the yeah. reason everything exists. But love is, in th is under threat. Yeah. Love is in danger. It's going to die out in us with it unless we turn the tide. Well, we've certainly learned that uh, we have a problem to solve. You know, we, we are in danger of losing our species. You know, we may not lose our existence, but uh, we're certainly in danger of our free will project being put asunder. And that can have massive repercussions requiring perhaps a reboot of the universe of ultimately. So I, I wouldn't want people to be terrified that it's all or nothing. And because it, in a sense, it's not truly all or nothing, but it kind of is all or nothing because none of us want to wait you know, 50 billion years for the next go around. I know I don't. <laughs> well, 
Well, that's the why we're here, because we're tired of seeing things as they've been developing through our Milky Way galaxy, the land of free will. It hasn't gone well, and evil rose up, and it is in the ascendance, and we came in to solve it with love to love yes. and raise up the perpetrators, those who are dark and who corrupt. And they're in an arm wrestling with us and they have some greater capabilities because they're very advanced extraterrestrial beings and there are spirit beings, these fallen angelics who are elusive and, and they, they can get into our energy and we don't even know it. And so yep. we need divine help with all of it. And we have to be the change agent. We have to be the bridge to say to God, come in, fix this. We're in it with you. We want these things to change. And we want to use all of your capabilities. And that's what the Lightworker Healing Protocol does. It unleashes the power of the Almighty. Because if we don't speak up for ourselves and for everyone at risk, including the perpetrators, then it's going to be over and we're going to be back in the light leaking our wounds and the evil will continue on here. Yeah. yeah. Not in a good way because it's destined to die out, which we don't want to, which is a terrible ending for anybody. Then somebody who has love in their heart doesn't want that even for the worst perpetrators. We want to save everybody. That's what it's all about. The Lightwork Healing Protocol is the way to do that. Learn about it at getwisdom.com slash LHP. That's getwisdom.com slash LHP and also learn about Empowered Prayer, getwisdom.com slash prayer. And earlier on in this channeling, we mentioned the uh, 10 Principles for Divine Living. You can get that at getwisdom.com slash 10, T-E-N, getwisdom.com slash 10. And also check out the Get Wisdom uh, Divine Database, Divine Wisdom Database at getwisdom.com slash DB and getwisdom.com. Be sure to visit us there. And uh, that's all we have for this week's Get Wisdom. Thanks, Carl. Happy right, Valentine's Day, everybody. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 